Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look. Wrestling 101, class is in session Pay attention to the teachings, that's from Andrew and Derek I mean these guys making a killing with no competition Dynamic duo better than the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys Everybody make some noise, mess with them, you get destroyed They cannot be beat, take a seat Watch them do they thing on the MIC Face defeat, they cannot be seen like JC Oh my goodness, it's in killing spree, yeah? Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Wrestling IQ 101. You guys know me. My name is Derek. On behalf of Wrestling IQ 101, make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube. Also, make sure you follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Today, very special day. Someone I haven't talked to in a long time. Good to catch up with him. The Spartan Pit Bull himself. I like to call him the best dressed wrestler. Mm. Nikos Rikos. How's it going, man? You're talking about my gear or what I literally wear. I'm, I'm, I'm just wearing like a t-shirt promoting animal rescue. So unless you mean my gear. Of course. Of All course right, I, I, I mean the gear. Of course I mean the, the gear. I think I still to this day, man, I think you have uh, the, the best wrestling gear that I've seen in wrestling so far. Thank you. That gear has, I'm not saying this because so many guys have done it. I'm not mm -hmm. saying this to try to sound like, you know make a big deal out of it but it, it's just it's the timeline of events i think the night i had a, a match for nxt that night it was on twitter <laughs> it was on twitter i guess it sparked somebody to come up with an article about mm -hmm. the worst gear in wrestling mm -hmm. and i was used for the thumbnail and i was like so proud of it even though the article is about the worst gear and I just love the comments. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I was like, perfect. That's exactly, that's exactly what it's kind of supposed to do. Even like a couple months ago, one of my buddies, Matt McIntosh, very skilled wrestler, he tagged me on Twitter. And there was something again about like horrible gear. And like, I was on it. So I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't care. You can hate it. You can love it. I'm like, just the fact that I made a list about the worst, I'm like, I don't uh -huh. care if my name is on there, go for it. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're getting a reaction. That's, that's the best thing about it. Exactly. And then the thing, I mean, unless you've uh, made a change recently and been doing face work, I know you as a heel. So that just adds on to it, uh, to the gimmick as, as much as possible. And it's like, they hate that, they hate you. And I always thought you were one of the... Uh, you make it easy for people to hate you and uh, that's a good thing because you know you're getting a good reaction and i think that just that just adds on to it as well it, it uh, honestly speaking it, it comes natural to me because um i mean kind of by evidence by my shirt i mean i i'm really not even though i i've worked with the public um mm -hmm. like my whole life and obviously i'm performing for the public when i wrestle i i i just don't like people um like I'm not for the most part, like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not like, um, in like introverted to where like, I can't go places or like I can go somewhere and strike, like strike up a conversation if I want to with the person next to me. But for the most part, wherever I go, I, I get incredibly judgmental, um, in my head. Um, if, if somebody stops in front of me with the groceries and they're just with their cart and they leave in the center of the, of the aisle, I don't care. Man, woman, child, elder, or a little kid mm -hmm. in my head, I'm smashing their face into the shelf. 
So, I mean, it doesn't take much. I don't know why. Like, it's not me thinking I know, you know, I'm a perfect human being, but I genuinely see people. I'm like, oh God, like, I just don't, like, I'm so content with like not being around people. So like it genuinely, when I come through the curtain and people are like, just these ugly fans are just making stupid faces at me or they're saying dumb things that are supposed to get under my breath. I genuinely mm. look at them like it's if you see disgust in my face, I'm genuinely looking at somebody and I'm like, where did you crawl out of? And how did you even scrap together $20 to sit there? You look like you've never even seen this a penny, nonetheless, a $20 bill. Like, how did you get here? You know what I mean? Or like a yeah. dumb looking kid. I'm like, this is why I don't want kids because of you. Not like your kids, but the kids <laughs> reaching through the guardrail. I'm like, they're like animals. Oh, so man. It, it doesn't take... <laughs> It doesn't take much. Like for me to just want to go out and high five somebody, I'm like, no. Facts, facts. I can I can sanitize and that has nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> now yeah, now that was the perfect reason not to be touching anybody's hands. That's for, that's definitely for sure. Uh yeah. you know, let's let's so let, let's get into it. I know you're I know you're uh you're an animal lover um as well. Um and let's talk about I know you got the hamsters, I know you got cats um like are there any other animals that you have and like what's the thing that you love so much about animals all right so my cat uh she's in the other room there's jude mm -hmm. i have three hamsters um so i'm glad that this is video before we got started i was just asking you is it video is it just audio whatever mm -hmm. because um i figured you're only going to get this out of one guest and it's going to be me behind <laughs> me i've got two planes. Oh, wow. Uh, my hamster, don't mind me, bear, he's somewhere in here. Oh, he's in here. I don't know if I'm getting him. He's in this little, he's yeah, over see, here doing something. And then there's Kara. She's up there. Or I don't know. Am I, am, am, am like, I getting her? She's over there. She's like the black and white one. Yeah, um, and then to yep. give your audience a treat, because this is what they tuned in for. I figured uh, right before we set this up, I was getting them settled in. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to do what better way to like waste people's time when they tuned in for a, a wrestling interview. And but they get to see me wake up one of my hamsters. So I'm about to. Uh, am I getting her there? There's a little yep, one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's Harley. So she's kind of like me. She's a. Uh, you know she's nice and whatnot but at the same time she's <laughs> nice. also she's like also known to take a bite every once in a while she takes after her dad so oh man she she she, she, she uh, can play nice but oh yeah, man right. so right now the reason why my living room looks crazy harley's gonna go into a ball and get some exercise is because nice. uh you know they're caged animals yeah and you can put them in these little balls like i'm doing now with harley but they need stimulation. So I set up these little play pens at night and they just, you know, I set the like little obstacle courses up for them and they run around. Um, so that just, you know, further proves that I'm psychotic and I care a lot about them. Um, <laughs> oh, she, she's like not going to be noisy, but um, I'm plugging my charger back in now. Uh, no, I just, uh, I've always been into animals. Uh, I know mm -hmm. I'm going really long winded with this between my video presentation. Um, I've always been into animals. Uh, I helped rescue a dog as young. And when I lived in Queens and I was like 10 years old with my aunt, she hopped mm -hmm. the fence when she found out this pit bull was being abused and 
she had me at 10 years old waiting with the back of her Grand Cherokee open. Like, oh, I, like, I, think, I think the people whose yard she hopped into were like drug dealers too. Um, wow. And she had me waiting. Like, this is the predicament my aunt put me in. Um, and then I've, I've, I've been volunteering at a shelter for eight years. As long as I've been wrestling, I started the same year I started wrestling. And then um, I also, with the hamsters, I do uh, uh, like rescue and I do transport uh for this mm-hmm. rescue in west in uh i always say it's wrong mamarek mamarinek 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 something like that yeah i know it's something like that it's 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 a it's a called the westchester rescued hamster haven so uh, that's where i adopted them from if she needs hamsters need to be picked up and transported from this area i'm usually the mm-hmm. guy doing it i put it on my social media so people can get an idea what it looks like uh i just got into them because i babysat for a friend of mine, when her and her family went away, they had a hamster. Mm-hmm. I never dealt with one. And I don't know, I just fell in love. I'm like, I never, I always had dogs and cats. But mm-hmm. I never, and then I just became obsessed with them. So right now I got three hamsters, one cat where my parents live five minutes away. We still have a dog and two cats over there. So, you know, eventually I'll, I'll probably get a, a dog at some point soon, preferably a pit bull but nice nice yeah that's my long-winded ass answer that's my problem with me is i might i I like might go a little you know i don't know no you're good you're good you're good overboard with some answers so (laughs) you're definitely good yeah um when when you talk about pit bulls um you know they um they they've always had like this bad rep but um you know lately i I feel like a lot of people have uh kind of like went against that because i have I have uh, like several friends who all have pit bulls, and I'll tell you, they're probably the sweetest dogs I've ever been around. Ever, yeah. They're so they're so sweet. They're sweet to my kids, me, my wife. Like they yeah. don't they don't attack. They protect if they see that there's something going wrong and they need to yeah. protect. But they're always they're so sweet, and you know it's it's good to see that you know that has changed around for them as well. Yeah, people. I think the reason why they get a a bad rap is because if you're a uh, fighting dogs or you're a drug dealer or you're whatever um, yep. you're, you're you're like not gonna pick the chihuahua to defend you you're gonna pick a dog that's built that has a strong bite so yeah when you harness their you know genetics of course you know you're gonna pick them or a rottweiler or a doberman or something like that and we've had all those kinds of dogs in our family They've never had an issue they're the yeah. sweetest dogs yeah absolutely Definitely. And I'll uh, see uh, with your hamsters. I, I know you said uh, Kara, like Kara Dune and Harley, like Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah. I know you're big, you're big into to comics. What, what got you into that? What are some of the things that you're uh, you're watching or that you have watched? Uh, ironically, I did have Ivy as well. Ivy was Harley's sister. I had to get she apparently oh, she uh, unfortunately passed away uh, two months ago. So I did have Harley and Ivy because naturally I'm like, how can I not? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, do you say like what I'm into currently with that stuff? Yeah, with that, what are some of the comics that you're into and, um, you know, uh, some of the things you watched or that you're watching now? Well, behind me is one of the Batman shelves. Uh-huh. Um, there's, there's one Batman shelf behind me. There's one uh, under my TV. There's a wrestling detail shelf with at least 200, 300 figures. There's two Funko shelves in the kitchen. And then in the bedroom, in the bedroom, there's a, a shelf devoted to Star Wars, strictly Boba and Django Fett. 
and then another shelf just with Chris Jericho stuff. So oh, obviously I, I'm into like the whole thing is the fun house in here. It's organized though. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of, I mean, I love the movies, of course, even the ones that suck. Like they're just so bad, they're good. You know, like Batman yeah. and Robin and whatnot. Um, in terms of the comics, I mean, Batman's my guy. Uh, and when it comes to the comics, I mainly read him more than anything. I actually do need to start buying some comics of like others. Like I've sporadically read X-Men over the years. I'm familiar. Mm -hmm. I have a good knowledge of all the characters. But Batman's my go-to with like, he's the one I know the most. I love the animated movies that DC produces of his. The graphic novels. I mean, it's on everybody's list, but it's like, for those that know, like the Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, The Killing Joke. Yeah. Um, nightfall so like i actually just picked up one from kevin smith's shop uh all about victor zaz and i love those ones that are they highlight you know they're bringing up villains that don't get too much you know clout so when i saw that i'm like oh like kevin smith just reopened up his shop and i'm like all right i gotta get something and uh i saw that like a graphic novel just called zaz i was like that's the one because mm -hmm. it's not joker it's not you know the usual guys I haven't read that yet, but I'm super excited. Um, and I am collecting the Batman Who Laughs, the Dark Knight Metal series. So I didn't start them yet. I want to make sure I've got the whole set before I read them. Because I don't do the digital stuff. I like to hold the book. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm super excited for the Batman. I have a lot of faith in Robert Pattinson. Like, I'm not even a huge Pat. I've only seen a few of his movies. Mm -hmm. But I, I think he's a great actor. And I, I think he's gonna be freaking awesome personally yeah i think he's gonna i think he's gonna be great as well that that was gonna lead into my my other question um uh, who you personally think is the best batman i know there's always controversy with that everybody has their you know opinions on it for you who do you think is the the best batman of all time that's easy i just had this conversation with uh i'm a big collector i find toy stores and there's a place in parlin called paul's toy room He's usually rated the top toy collectible store in actually the whole state every year. Um, and we were having this conversation. I like, I was like, finally, somebody else. He didn't get much play as Batman, but I will make a strong argument that Ben Affleck was oh, wow. the best Batman. Wow. Um, now, I, <laughs> I love Christian Bale. I'd have to say he's probably my favorite. I have a picture with Val Kilmer and me next to the Batmobile in my kitchen. Like uh -huh. him and I, he was sitting, you know, he's, he's really sick, but fortunately he was enough, he was good enough to show up and I stood next to him with the Batman forever Batmobile. But mm -hmm. then to me, first of all, in real life, he was the first actor who was over six feet tall, I, I, I believe, to actually play Batman. He had the size, like, so he looked like Bruce, like Christian Bale was, he's not six foot. Ben Affleck, I'm pretty sure is over six feet tall and he's a wide dude. Um, mm -hmm. And he just had that, like that brooding look. Like yeah. he just, even as Bruce, like he just, he put on the Playboy thing well, but he didn't go like over the top. You could tell like, it's just, it felt like it was a strain for him to put on like, you know, the whole like Bruce Wayne act. Yeah. Like clearly that Batman was in a different place because he was even okay with killing. In Dawn of Justice, he's just killing people. Yeah. And even though I love Batman, I was okay with it. I was like, you know what? You got you to change it up and make it your own. And that's what Zack Snyder did. I'm like, he's been screwed up by whatever happened to, presumably, um, Dick Ray. No, J 
Jason Todd, mm -hmm. uh, even though Snyder confirmed it was going to be Dick Grayson, I believe, which kind of screwed would would have screwed things up. But regards, you can tell he's had it, you know, yeah. and he just looked miserable. Like he he put on the cow and he just he didn't look happy, yeah. and he truly didn't look like I don't know. I looked at Ben, I'm like, he's got the look. He's brooding. He's got, an, uh, you know, those are all the reasons why I think Pattinson is going to do good. He looks like a dark, like gothic, you know, individual. But That's I true. do think if Ben was able to get his own film, even like his voice, it wasn't over the top. He mm -hmm. just had just enough, you know, of that, um, that raspiness, but it wasn't cartoonish, which people didn't like about Bale. It was a little over the top. Yeah. Like I just, even the suit, it was maybe a little bulky, but it looked like right out of the Dark Knight Returns comic book. Like yeah. just this thicker, like, you know, pissed off, just, you know, he's had it, Bruce Wayne. I thought, I think Ben was awesome. I think he would have been, went on to be the best. What about oh, you? Man. Wow, me, uh, for me, uh, I always go with Michael Keaton just because yeah. for me, that's, that's what got me into Batman. Me too. So that was the first thing for me. So even if you ask me who I think is the best Joker, I say uh, Nicholson too as well because right. those two brought me into wanting to be a, a Batman fan and following the comics and all that stuff. So I'm the same way. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So so for me, I I love it, but I can also I can I can see that's the first time I've ever heard anyone have a good argument for Ben Affleck ever. He had uh, it, but, man. He had it. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy but now it's gonna it's gonna make me like go back and watch and like pay attention but all those things you said about him were were so true and even with um uh patterson um he uh he also did he did watchman too right i don't think he was in watchman he wasn't in watchman i, I could swear he was in watchman no the movie or the show the movie Watchmen. No, he wasn't in Watchmen. No. No. All right. Well, I could have swear I thought it was him for some reason. There's there's somebody in there that looks like kind of like him or whatever. I know I'm mixing them up. Oh, I know who you're talking about. It's not. I know you. I don't know the actor's name. I know who you're talking about. They Ironically, have like face. I know exactly what you're talking about. He played like the main villain. I yeah. Think. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's a different. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, they look so similar to each other. I was like, and I, yeah. I never, I watched like bits and pieces of Watchmen, so I wasn't sure if that was actually him or not. But um, I was going, but like you said, how you described him, like he's just like so, he's just like he he has that dark feature to him yeah. of you know how the Batman should be, and it's like you know there and there even if you you follow the comic, there's versions of how like a, you know a dark Batman. It's not always just the the happy, you know, right. don't kill people, don't use guns, Batman, stuff like that. So I don't know. I think I think it, it should be good. I'm hoping it'll be good. You know what I mean? So and, and we'll finally see, see what happens. Oh, I'm sorry. No, and go ahead. Finally, the thing that got me in the trailer was uh the 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 cowl's off and he's got mm -hmm. makeup around the eyes. Because yeah. how many movies He's clearly wearing makeup. He takes the cowl off, no makeup. And there's no makeup. He's finally, there's a scene where his head is down, his hair is hanging. I like that he's got long hair, it's different. And he's just, he's, the makeup is running. When I saw that, I'm like, sold. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. sold. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm hoping it does good because me, when, it, when this, you know, the whole uh, DC versus Marvel, for me, it was like, yo, I, I love Batman. It's like, of course, I'm going with DC. I'm staying yeah. on the DC side. And then I feel like 
throughout the years, like Marvel has just been like killing them in this battle. And I want DC yeah. to bounce back and do good. I really want them to do good. So I'm hoping that, you know, things turn around and they get it going with the whole the Justice League and everything they want to do and just like revitalize and get fans to want to be into it more. Well, the only tricky thing is Zack Snyder just said in an interview, and I, I didn't realize this, but I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Snyder Cut is not going to count towards the DC uh, extended universe. Gotcha. He said himself, he said, unfortunately, because that movie's not Warner Brothers. That's technically HBO Max is funding Snyder gotcha. Cut. Gotcha. This is just going to be a standalone. So he said, technically, the Justice League that counts for the DCU, it's such a mess, is the Joss Whedon one. So oh, even wow. though we're going to see Darkseid and, you know, uh, Desaad and a really much better version of what's his name, Steppenwolf, technically it's not going to actually count in the timeline of films. So Crazy. it's just strictly a standalone and that's it. I'm like, I guess so. I'm like, that kind of sucks. I was like, when we're actually looking at a timeline of films, that's going to be kind of like Rogue One, like with Star gotcha. Wars. where gotcha. that makes you, sense. Can, makes sense. you can watch Rogue One but mm -hmm. you don't really have to, you yeah. know, it's just a, it's a standalone on the side. And the, I mean, it is, but it isn't, but I'm like, shit. I'm like, I just read this. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to count. Is it? DC is like a mess. They're rebooting suicide squad already, but it's mm -hmm. just so weird. It's weird, but I'm pulling for him. Crazy, crazy. So uh, like you said, you, you already talked about, you know, um, that you uh, collect. Um, what are some of the things that you collect? And do you have like, Anything that's like your favorite piece that you've collected so far? Can I walk the camera? Yeah, I sure. Take yeah, the let's camera, do it. camera with me for a second. All right. So, um, all right. This is the wrestling detolf that we're looking at. Nice. So, nice. wow, that's so crazy. Up and down. Um, that was a custom made, uh, my own Funko. That's um, nice. Now, when we're talking, like, I, I'm not going to go through everything. This is one of the Batman shelves. Um, oh, man. Is, if, you, if you're a Keaton guy, you do need this because this is as detailed as it gets. That's crazy. It comes to Keaton piece. This is also one of my favorite pieces. Um, it's uh, the Heinz board from the scene in The Dark Knight where he's catching the ball and then the stadium's oh, exploding. Oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, there's another Batman shelf up here. If I'm missing anything, tell me to turn the camera or whatever. But, uh, you know, there's another Batman shelf there. Um, wow. And then I didn't have enough room for just Jericho's stuff. So Jericho has his own shelf here. Oh, um, man. There's like a Walter diorama. I had to pick that up. And then over here is, again, that's like the Mandalorian slash, you know, Django, Boba. Mm -hmm. and whatnot random star wars and then there's miscellaneous down here uh the saddest thing is uh there's boxes over here of stuff that i have to display um <laughs> so anything from marvel legends to the latest kane figure to mm. i mean i'm i'm having the, the weirdest stuff uh kate from lost um <laughs> and then I have stuff for friends of mine that I have to ship out because whenever I go somewhere to a, a shop, um, uh -huh. I call somebody, I'm like, do you need this Marvel legend or whatever it may be? So I've got some things I have to, you know, maybe out of that whole stack, like three things, don't get me wrong, 90% of it's mine. Um, 
but that's one of the problems is like i just find stuff and i'm like i could add this to the collection like this random i see this in a store mm-hmm. like a drax the destroyer i'll, I'll fix the, I'll put the camera back um and i'm like okay that that i'll find a place for it you know um it, it is organized though like it's minus the boxes that are piled up everything's mm-hmm. in you know in place it's not like you're coming in here yeah. and it's a mess all over the place yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no i'm see, running yeah, into that, a problem but so that far. that's 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 crazy man do you so no you're 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 actually you're helping me out because now when i show my wife all the things you got then now i will get yelled at less for the 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 one fourth of that that i have <laughs> so yeah. you're helping me out you just don't know it so um, make sure i show her this episode for sure yeah oh man that's crazy I, I it's cool though it's, it's, we we all got our things we all got yeah. our things man and you know what i mean i have a ton of a ton of wrestling figures all over the place i have belts mm-hmm. and signatures of all this this stuff all over and my wife's just like oh boy like what is this more stuff you're bringing into the house and putting all over the place i'm like i got to man i got i to. i like will say this though I, as for as much as I have, I'm, I'm, I'm still very, this is going to sound so hypocritical, mm-hmm. but uh, frugal, meaning um, like if I see a figure, it's got to be good if I'm going to spend even 50 bucks. So yeah. I'm not that kind of guy who's like, oh, it's 150. Let me go get it. Yeah. That, I, I still, it's like there, a lot of these are just $20, 25 $30 purchases. So they're not like, you know, oh, 75 bucks here, take it. Like, it still has to be, like, I'm not that guy who's like, yeah, I bought this thing for 200, that for 300, no way. Um, the only thing I'm willing to spend some money on, not the money that people are selling it for, um, mm-hmm. my holy grail, um, the one thing I don't have that I really want is in 2008, uh, they made, uh, I think it was Hasbro or Mattel, they made a, a Cloverfield collectible figure and oh, I'm obsessed with Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. They only made a hundred right now in the box. Somebody's got it on eBay for like three thousand um, dollars. The cheapest I saw it for was loose without the pieces, just the figure. He didn't come with his little parasites. For those who know the film, four hundred just for the figure, just loose. And I was like, wow, wow. I'm hoping, being that there's officially a true Cloverfield sequel coming out, it's been confirmed. I'm hoping that now that we're in this age of like, you know, you have Super 7, this company that makes old school looking figures mm-hmm. like that look like the old Kenners. You have Funkos are huge. I'm hoping in this age of like nostalgia and collecting that they like make some Cloverfield merch because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with those movies. And what, if I hit the lotto, the first thing I would do is not even like buy a, buy a new vehicle or pay this off or whatever i don't have any debts but i would seriously go on ebay and just buy this guy's three thousand dollar like in the box like that's it that's the first thing i'm doing crazy and then i'll I'll figure out whatever i'll I'll pay off this or that or i'll get a car i the chlorophyll figure is my first purchase if i hit a lotto or get a contract or something so that's hilarious man that's hilarious that's passion though i'll take it yeah um you know, since the last time we talked, I, I I look back. The last time we talked, uh, you were episode eight of Wrestling IQ 101, yeah. and this was this was four years ago, four wow. years ago. You know, crazy how time flies, right? Yeah. So literally, right now, 
you know, we're on episode 185. So you, you, you've progressed a long way since that time and we've progressed a long time. I'm glad to say that, you know, we're still around now. We're still able to talk to you and, you know, we, we've been doing this for a while now, but, you know, thanks to you, you were one of our first guests who took a chance with us and came on our show and, you know, definitely appreciate that. But a lot of big things, you know, have happened for you in between that time. Um, you know, let's talk about, you know, I was excited, you know, to get to see you on NXT. Um, and then also, you know, I saw you on Wayward as the Polo Boys <laughs> on, on Monday yeah. Night Raw. How did these opportunities come about for you and uh, how were your experiences with it? Um, I mean, incredible. Uh, yeah. NXT came about... Um, with me reaching out to them, basically mm -hmm. send, sending the proper people the, the right emails, getting a pretty quick response. And then a month later, like a response that day. And then a month later getting that. And don't get me wrong, a lot of guys and girls get this email, but when you mm -hmm. get it, it's still one of those, like I was in the middle of teaching a boot camp class. I don't really look at my phone, but I happened to look. And I was like, and I said that out loud in front of the lady I was trying to go, holy shit. I'm sorry, I just cursed, is that all right? No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I was like, oh crap. I'm like, I, I'm, I think I'm going to WWE next month. And like, they all freaked out. Um, that was a cool moment. And I just, a matter of just reaching out. And then when I, I didn't know what was going on, I went there for two days. And when I went there, it's like, I found out, uh, as I walked in the, um, the director of the show came up to me. He's like, you're, you're a Nico. So I go, yeah. He's like, all right, you're having a match. And I, I looked at my buddy. I was like, what? And, and then Amelie, he's like, uh, I think you got Keith Lee. I was like, whoa. I'm like, all right. Um, it was an amazing experience. I will say this. Uh, it might sound egotistical, but it's just the truth. I, it's weird. I was, when I finally walked out there, I was not nervous in the least bit. And it's mm -hmm. funny because I get so, I get in a good way, nervous and worked up and, uh, and like really jazzed and whatnot. But for some reason, there was just like when I walked out, you know, it's not the biggest arena, it's the NXT arena, but there was like, I just felt calm. I like, I looked around and I was like, I'm going to take this in. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, this feels right. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel nervous. I was like, this feels right. I'm like, I need to come back here, you know, like consistently. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it just felt good. And then the second time around, um, the, the head trainer and owner, of the place where I, I was trained wrestle pro slash creative pro New Jersey, Pat Buck. He's one of WWE's top agents uh, or producers. He's been on raw multiple times. He was just on this past Monday, ch uh, checking on Drew McIntyre Ooh, and yeah. um, you know, they needed some guys. So a handful of us went and as we're checking in, they asked for Bobby and I's shoe size. So we're like, well, that's a good sign. And then somebody <laughs> went out and got some clothing. And then we had the match with the Viking Raiders um and then a month later we went back and did uh security work we we, we like did a pull apart between owens rollins the uh the the authors of pain and somebody else i don't remember what the time i had murphy murphy um, yeah yeah so we had to pull them apart there's a funny picture i have it saved of we backstage after the we come back they came back from commercial the rollins and aop were being interviewed and we had to walk up behind them and like you know puff our chest out as if like you guys got to leave and like what Akam I think is like up here and I'm yeah. like looking up at him but I'm trying to look like I'm not you know scared and then actually that same month then Justin Carino and I 
had a match for Impact on their YouTube show, nice. Explosion. Me and Justin against McIntosh and Buster. And that was great as well. Um, so, you know, all, all, all those were great experiences. It just came a matter of you know, NXT the first time I reached out myself. Um, but without a doubt, all of them go back to my training. I mean, I've had the best training, the best trainers, um, like Pat Buck, Mario Bokura. I've learned a lot from Kevin Matthews. Um, my wrestling dad, even though he prefers I don't call him dad because it ages him, is uh, Dan Moff. Um, I, have a very, I have a very close relationship with him. I talk with him all the time. I've been on the road with him a lot. Um, he'll just, he's the kind of guy that texts me. Uh, out of nowhere and vice versa but he usually beats me to it um he'll just remind me that he loves me yeah. and then like just you know what i mean to him he's one of those good guys and he really mm -hmm. took me under my took me under his wing um just because he just liked i guess what he saw from you know x amount of time of me training at the school so he was the first guy to like take me on the road um and me watch him just even do business just interact and whatnot um, and there's a lot of stuff I've taken from him over the years, just less than just the smallest things. And I owe a lot to all of them. And with him, there's just that extra little connection that I personally have with him. It's not just wrestling. Like I, he knows my family. I know his family, his kids and whatnot. Um, he always, he always says that when it's time for his daughter, when she's old enough that she still wants to, to get in the ring, he's like, you know, I'm going to be one of the guys, whatever that he wants, you know, to look after her and whatnot. So um, I owe a lot to him as well. He means a lot to me, but yeah, it's just incredible training, knowing the right people, but, you know, also too, when a guy like Pat, you know, is gathering some students for work, um, it's also ones that have earned it. Like he's putting his name mm -hmm. to those people. So, and I mean, there's a lot of us that, you know, AEW alone, Anthony Bones, Matt Caster, Kristen Statler, mm -hmm. MJF, bear country that's yep. nearly 10 right there uh and then connected to us johnny silver alex reynolds guys like that that have been working for wrestle pro creative pro whatever for years you know obviously there's myers and he's an impact and you know we have guys in WWE, so it's like really cool just seeing us like kind of get spread out in different spots yeah no definitely and you know uh just being someone that has you know come to a lot of WrestlePro shows just to see all you guys, you know, when you guys were either just starting out or when I was first coming to WrestlePro and then, you know, to see all you guys, you know, get signed. Like, it, it's, it's, it's a big thing for us, you know. Seeing you on NXT was amazing. Seeing Follow Blah and Impact is right. amazing. Oh, yeah. Seeing Dan Moff with Ring of Honor doing his thing, all that stuff is amazing. Like, you know, it's always good when you see those guys that you like, yo, these guys are actually really good talents and characters and they got good work ethic. And then you just see you guys get your chances. It's always amazing. It's, it's always yeah. a pleasure for us as well. Um, even when, yeah, no problem. And even, you know, seeing you and, you and Bobby together um, when they had you guys as a pole boy, I'm like, yo, do these guys know who they got? I'm like, yo, Bobby and Nikos are like, heat magnets together yeah. <laughs> I'm like they could be the the best hill tag team in the world i'm like that's crazy and on top of the talent as well as i was like i don't know if these guys know what they got right here man this is this is crazy when we went out there during commercial um we were at ringside and you know the cameras are off 
the arena's dark for a second. They're just cuts of commercial. And uh, Bobby and I decided, you know what? Like, nobody's really looking at us. Maybe the first couple rows, they're all commercial people on their phones. We decided, let's just not stand here. So we started that ringside uh, massaging each other and doing like stretches and checking <laughs> yeah. each other's hair. We're like, you know, we're not just going to stand here. Like, you know, there's, there's eyes regardless in the back. Somebody's watching this. Um, mm -hmm. And even if the, even if it's five people at ringside, I'm like, you know what, screw it. So like I was stretching his arm, he was stretching me overhead. I was like giving him a quick massage. He was giving me a massage. Like, <laughs> let's just do this the whole way. Like, we're not going to get an entrance on TV. We're not going to get anything, but there they are. That's it. But might as well just make every little, you know, mm -hmm. every second count, which, you know, we did, regardless of what was seen on TV and what wasn't. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so now we said, we said it's been four years since the last time we talked. So tell me in between that time from four years ago, how do you think you've evolved and progressed as a wrestler from that point to where you are right now? So that was 20, 2016, 2017. Um, yeah, yep. yeah I, I definitely feel a lot more confident in my work. Um, I, I hate watching my matches back. <laughs> I mean, most of us are our own worst critic. I say most because there's a lot of people in wrestling who they just want to hear the good or yeah. the match clearly sucked. <laughs> and guys are coming backstage and whether or not they knew it, they're like, that was good. That was good. I'm like, no, like I'm watching that. Maybe it was my match. I've said to guys, I'm like, well, that sucks. And they're like, oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I thought I, I thought it sucked. You know, I'm like, like talking about even my own personal match. I mean, mm -hmm. like somebody's like, dude, I thought that was good. I'm like, no, nah, I didn't like it at all. Like, I didn't mind like telling, you know. Um, so we're our own worst critic. But with that being said, and no, nobody's more self-conscious than me of, almost anything um but i feel like i've definitely come a long way in ring style um i like the style that i have i mean you've seen me wrestle i don't i'm athletic mm -hmm. i actually have a pretty sweet drop kick when i've done it in practice people are like why don't you use that and i'm like mm -hmm. i'd like to be ground and pound I, I love watching guys like uh like pete dunn um i love like taz these compact guys even like walter like yeah I love watching him. Like I was watching it on the treadmill yesterday to get me pumped up him and dragging off like the 19th time. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'm like three more days I get to get in the ring or whatever it was. Um, so I definitely feel like I've definitely come a long way. My training uh, trainers have been responsible for that. Um, I definitely can spot a difference. You know, it sounds egotistical between me and some of the guys I see on the shows. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the, in the sense of, I know I just don't do anything for the sake of doing it. Um, you know, just, I've taken the lessons along the way and put them to use. My goal is to be on TV. So even though there's an audience in front of me, you know, whatever, 50, a hundred, 200,000 people, I'm still acting like in my head, like television. So yeah. it's not just about trying to pick on the little girl in the front. Cause I can do that at that show. But if I did that hypothetically on Dynamite or Raw, like, what the hell is that? There's all yeah. these other people, not now, yeah. but, you know, there's all these other people. So I try to make everything cater to that. And a lot of the seminars I've done have been really beneficial, like doing, I mean, tons of seminars, like Kenny Omega, Bully Ray, um, Steve Carino, all these ones that, you know, coming from guys that vast style, but know the TV style 
you know, quote unquote. And that's my main concern. People want to learn strong style or cruiserweight or whatever, different spots. I'm like, I want to learn as much and adapt to as much TV style as I can. Like knowing like, hey, there's pauses in the match, not just so the crowd can digest and I can sell, but hypothetically so that Michael Cole has time to talk as opposed to just I'm living in this one match in this little, you know, uh, I don't mean it's in a bad way, Knights of Columbus. Like in Mm -hmm. my mind, it's like I'm still doing that match as if there's three cameras, a hard cam, and then one floating overhead. So that's like my main thing is like getting over facials and whatnot. When people ask me for advice, I mean, it's nice. I still feel weird giving advice. Um, But, you know, it's still stuff like that. I'm like, I love the facials. I love like the drama. Like I always say wrestling when people talk about their favorite things in wrestling in general, I feel like matches don't usually come first. It's typically, oh, there's that time when, or it's when this guy did that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, when Steve Austin drove the Zamboni, or yeah, when yeah. Kane did this, or like my favorite moment in wrestling is when Shawn Michaels kicked out of the tombstone and Taker collapsed on him and they zoom yeah. in on Taker's face and Taker's mm-hmm. face. I'm like, that's my favorite moment in wrestling. I have goosebumps right now. Um, that whole match, the entrances, like the pageantry, I'm like, that's what I'm going for. So like, I'm not just making an entrance and being like, whatever, there's 45 people here. It's like, no, there's like 20,000 people here. I I just see four, I just see 45 of them, but there's really 20,000 people here. So I want to make it all count. And I feel like I've come a long way in ring with, you know, physicality wise, uh, my skills and whatnot. And Again, Pat, Pat Buck's a producer there. So we've learned some super, super valuable lessons about yeah. how they do raw, how they time it out, what they have to, how they have to tailor matches towards commercial breaks and stuff like that. So, you know, but again, we're all, our own worst critic. I'm not going to be the type to be like, you know, I have a lot of learning, you know, a lot of work to do. I've been doing it going on eight years but I've never got a head about me. Even when somebody compliments my match, somebody with, you know, the proper resume that I can take stock in, I'm like, great. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm always like, are you sure? Like, what about, you know, guys are like, no, you know, so of course there's stuff to critique. Sometimes like, no, it was really good. And I'm like, there must've been something. You know what I mean? Like, I usually know when something went good, tell me what went wrong. Maybe I didn't notice it, you know? Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong, still evolving, but I'm happy with where I progressed. Now I'm just looking to continue to pursue the next big movement. And that's working to find myself, you know, with a contract. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's a very great mindset to have and, you know, very great insight on, you know, how you perceive the matches and, you know, just, everything you do out there um you know for you've you've evolved uh wrestle pro as well has evolved you know uh whenever i i think of you personally i'm always going to think of wrestle pro just because that's where i first saw you at yeah um how has it been just like seeing all the changes with wrestle pro um wrestling in alaska things of that nature um how has that that experience been just being able to you know go and, and wrestle for those fans down there in alaska well, um, March 31st, April 1st, so from the time we're recording this, roughly two, two weeks, a little more than that, two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. um, we'll be flying out to Alaska. This is going to be a 10-day stretch, 
Um, and we've got five shows. Um, oh, wow. I'm on all five. Back to back nights. I'm pretty sure it's back to back. I've got a ladder match and a street fight. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that leading up to it, I would have had a few matches because I haven't wrestled since November. And oh, wow. that, that, that tour would have probably put me in a body cast. Um, so I'm glad that like, I've got a couple matches this Saturday, a match this Saturday after that. Um, mm. But it's great in Alaska. Like this will be my third time going um, wrestle pros on four trips. So I've done three out of the four. And Alaska, they don't get much over there. WWE hasn't been there in maybe 10 years. It takes a lot to get. You can't get equipment over there easily. So, um, you know, we've had some awesome partnerships and sponsorships over there. And uh, this one guy, Matt Camp, who set set everything up, getting us a ring, helping secure these buildings. He's been amazing. And the people over there love it. Like, they pack in. they, They love interacting, getting the merchandise. Um, and they're super high energy. Like, again, not much comes over there. There's even so, there, there's, you know, what Alaskan teams are there. You know what I mean? Like how many, mm-hmm. how many comics do a theater in Alaska? Like how mm-hmm. many circuses are over there? You know what I mean? It's a beautiful place, but entertainment wise, when we roll into town, truthfully, we feel like rock stars. Like people just, mm-hmm. you know, they're excited we're there. There's people like, oh, you guys are the wrestlers? Clearly, they don't know us by name, but they just want a picture with us because it's like the wrestlers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Don't get me wrong, a lot of people remember us, but at the same time, there's just people that are happy we're there, and it's just something else for them to do. So, yeah, this time we're spanning a few different towns, uh, Fairbanks, Saldana. I really should remember this off the top of my head, but um, it's always a great trip out there. It's something different. Make a nice little vacation out of it. Um, this time we've got like cheeseburger going with us, QT Marshall, Falabash. Mm-hmm. Um, God, so many, a lot of people going. I think Paige is on this one. Um, but it's always super fun. They're super energetic. And even the guys over there, the, uh, the like the wrestlers from there, always yeah. so nice. They're so appreciative. Um, I'm excited to work one of them, Dion Roosman, aka Iceberg. Um, he's been on all the Wrestle Pro shows mm-hmm. the last couple of years. He's tremendous, has like a Roman Reigns Aquaman look. Yeah. Um, so disgusting how handsome he is. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't care, I have no shame. So I'm wrestling him, which I'm excited. He had a spot uh, not so long ago on Raw. I think he was trained by Seth Rollins. That's gonna be a guy to watch out for, uh, Dion Roosman. Um, so I'm excited to wrestle him. Nice, um, nice. But no, it's a great, you know, to cover the Alaska thing. It's always a cool experience. and. To be there for what it, the ten days should be fun, uh, definitely. Especially with the boys are on the road, so for sure. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, definitely wish WrestlePro continues success with that for sure. Um, you know, also something that that's happened since that time as well. Uh, I know you've uh, become a personal trainer. You've been working uh, with Affinity Health and Fitness as well. Uh, how did that get started? And um, you know, how how did you get in that? remember oh you hit or you're like notes one that's very good um <laughs> i've been personal training so i'm i'll, I'll be 31 in april um mm-hmm. i i started personal training uh when i was 18 i got certified i just turned because i heard the ball is rolling into the room rolling around <laughs> she's rolling in here i'm good i'm glad because harley's chubby she needs exercise um 
I started personal training fresh out of high school. I got certified uh, in November 2008. So, you know, uh, 13 years so that I've been doing this. Um, I've, I worked at a couple regular gyms, um, but I helped, I helped start up Infinity oh, five years ago, maybe four or five years ago. I, I have no good concept of time. Um, unless you're asking, like, when did the Dark Knight come out? Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I helped start that up and uh, it's going really good. Um, and you can't complain working for a private, you know, working for a private studio, not having to, like, as opposed to working at like a Jersey Strong Workout World, LA Fitness, where as a trainer, you're not making that much money and you're just like another number. You know, when it's like a private mm-hmm. studio, there's only you and a couple other people. It's more intimate. Even with the people we have coming in, it's not like an open gym where people can just check in and use the place. It's only it's by appointment or class. So, yeah. and it's been cool having some of the guys, the boys and girls from wrestling come in. Um, just earlier today, I trained uh, uh, Leo St. Giovanni um, from Ring of Honor, LSG. LSG um, yep. I, I was training him not too long ago, just about a month ago. Is I hope he doesn't mind me admitting it. He wanted to work on some agility because he had some TV tapings coming up. So mm-hmm. I was like, cool. And we just, we literally just did a session this morning at 8 a.m. He's coming back on Saturday morning. Um, nice. So it's cool to get like some of the guys in there. Um, you know, over the years, yeah, I'd follow by. I still have videos of me yelling at him in a funny way, making him do farmer walks. You know, Sean Donovan was coming and Kevin Matthews came for a while, but I still mm-hmm. have memories of all the boys coming in. And, you know, the ones that still come in now, I still have actually a couple of the younger guys, whatever, whatever greener guys, whatever, from WrestlePro yeah. that come in, a couple guys from Monster Factory that have come in along the way. So that's cool, too, that I've been able to bring in some of the guys mm-hmm. um, and help them out, whatever, awesome. whether it's strength, speed, agility, stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's cool to know that, you know, a guy like LSG was in phenomenal shape, and I think he was born with an eight-pack. He's still... <laughs> You know, he still just is coming in. And he's we we both got Alaska coming up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, I I trained Moth over the summer for probably a couple months in a row um, when he was working on getting further TV ready. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of footage of him outside with the hammer and having him push the sled. I would kill him because he was used to just clanging and banging heavy weights. Mm-hmm. I was making him run with the sled flip tires he's like what the hell is this i was like yeah i'm like this is some different stuff you're just used to throwing up you know 315 or whatever on the bench press now you gotta i had him do box jumps all this stuff so it's you know it's been it was really cool working with him as well but no it's been it's 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 fun it's early morning sometimes i'm up at um dude you're a dad so i can't complain but you know five in the morning of four and i'm like all right Mm -hmm. But working one-on-one, there's not all these people around with their headphones and having side conversations. It's just me and my client, maybe the other trainer and her client and, you know, or the owner. And that's really it. So it's not like all this craziness going on. It's nice and intimate. Yeah. That's dope. That's good. Uh, Is there a way, like, people, if they want to join, like, how would they be able to do that? Who would they have to message or anything like that? They can contact me personally on my social media. Um, so on, on Facebook, it's Nikos Ricos. I, uh, my, my, my real name, Bill Markey, whatever shoot name or the hell we're calling it. That's on there as well. I think you can type in Nikos, it pops up. I don't know. Um, 
there's the website infinity health and fitness slash our social media at infinity health fitness but they can direct there's some people just directly contact me so instagram yes. dm at opa underscore nikos ricos twitter facebook wherever it may be contact me on there that's how a lot of people do awesome awesome yeah man I'll, I'll i'll tell you for sure since since that time we last talked you have become really jacked since that time <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that i saw you i was like damn man i was like yo how he just like the whole chest everything you know what i mean i was like yo i don't he's been working man he's definitely been working i appreciate it i mean don't, and trust me anybody that knows me knows i am the most self-conscious person in the world so uh i mean i like used to be back in high school up until high school like 250 pounds or so uh -huh. so uh and don't get me wrong i still got work to do i'm you know people are like oh you're crazy i'm like no i still you know i'm it's like wrestling we're still evolving whatever you're still getting there's no like i don't believe in maintenance mode for anything yeah so whether you're in wrestling whether you're into music whether you're working out whatever it may be i don't think there's ever a maintenance mode for anything there's always something you could be doing to get better at whatever it is physical or not so yeah no definitely but i appreciate um, it thank you yeah no of course um i actually this too because i know you, you you also come out and said you're a foodie as well um i saw you eating pretzels uh <laughs> on youtube Oh, Jay Enterprise. He's gonna <laughs> yeah, 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 Jay the ball brand. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. I'll tell you pretzels. Um, I got two questions for you, actually. I'll give you. Where can you get the best pretzel from? That's the first question. And then second, what does a cheat day look like for you? Okay, so the best pretzel, like, I know people like to come up with, I've seen me like niche places, like, the best pretzels in Brooklyn on Avenue J. Like, come on, yes. not everybody can get there. Mm -hmm. um, like, I want to go to the Heart Attack Grill or whatever, but that's in Vegas. Like, it's not going to happen mm -hmm. yet. But um, in my opinion, uh, it's got to be something that everybody can access. So if I say this is the best pretzel, whether you're in Jersey, Louisiana, or Alaska, uh, if as long as they have these places, of course, you should be able to go and get it. Um, yeah. Wawa has wow. in my opinion the best pretzel um yeah you can again get a specialty one it's some fancy place that does gimmick pretzels but in mm -hmm. my opinion wawa has incredible pretzels i have three in my freezer for whenever i uh client gave me a few boyfriends and manager <laughs> wow. there um they're just they're thick they're just enough of a of a mix of buttery and sauce but without anything being too much and they're never burnt. Like I, I grew up in New York. So sometimes you get a pretzel on the corner and you're like, oh, this is good. Or it's like, wait, there's no salt on this. Or, oh, it's burnt and I'm breaking my teeth on it. Like yeah. Wawa, I say they're the best because they maintain the same consistency. And then they have their specialty pretzels that are filled with like jalapeno cheese and mozzarella or whatever. But their wow. straight up pretzels are phenomenal. They're, they're thick, but they're not like hard to chew. Um, again, I, I'll buy some, put them in a freezer for when I want to pig out on one. I just let it sit out, throw it in the oven or the microwave, it's fine. Like, mm -hmm. it's still good. Um, a cheat day for me, um, I kind of do like, it's hard, it's whatever, lack of discipline maybe. It's hard for me to enjoy myself, whatever I'm eating Saturday night and just bounce back into dieting Sunday. Like, it's oh, the man. weekend. 
I don't go all day, but what I do is I do like Saturday night and Sunday night. So I don't go all day, but it's, it's like a mental thing. Like it's weird for me to enjoy the weekend still here and Sunday night, I'm back to eating something more boring or whatever. So um, it could be anything. Like I think pizza is the best food in the world. Um, I personally, I'm not overly picky. Like I even like what people define as crappy pizza, like Domino's. Um, I have a great place down the block for me here in Keyport called Italian Touch. They're phenomenal. Um, But again, like, I don't care. Even that, like, what, again, people think is crappy, that doughy, like pizza hut. Like, I like that. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. biased really with pizza. Like, don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Like, there's major differences, but like, I'm not like an overly picky. Like, I just love pizza. So pizza uh, my favorite food besides that is like pancakes. So like, oh, it does, it doesn't even matter what kind I'm just happy with anything. Um, I mean, I, it's a lot of the generic stuff. Like who doesn't love Chinese food, you know? So it, it like might be a variety, something like that, you know, where it's like, ah, oh, I'm having pizza tonight or Chinese, uh, or if there's a nice restaurant around here, I'm not like picky. I may be a foodie, but I'm not going to be like, Let's go somewhere where each dish is 70 bucks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. You know, there's some amazing places. There's a great spot. If you want a date night spot, maybe you've heard of it. There's two locations. One of them is in Newark uh, uh, called the Chart House. Chart and House. It's, it's in Newark. Uh, it's on the water. So literally, it's like, um, literally, you're on the water. You can, like, look down from your window if you're by the window. The water's there. You are right next to the skyline. Like wow. it feels like you can reach out and touch it. So it's, it's expensive, yeah. but it's beautiful. And we went there a couple times, one for my sister's engagement, another for something else, but I don't remember. And it is one of those menus where you're like, well, this is pricey. Um, granted, my parents paid for it. They were hosting a thing, but nice. I, I, I looked at it. I'm like, you know what? I can go to Applebee's and be just as happy. But nice. um, <laughs> if anybody wants a good spot that is technically fancier, but good. Not like, oh, look, they gave me a little piece of chicken and parsley to dress the plate. It was good quality food is the chart house in Newark. But I also just like regular places, like the Chinese place down the road, TGI Friday. Like, I don't care. I feel you. I feel you you on that. I feel you on that. The only thing, see, is good. You can eat like that. I need to get myself to look how you look and I'll feel more better eating that way because i'm not just doing that on saturday and sunday nights that's on monday tuesday wednesday that's dude (laughs) i i used to be heavy for a reason i i don't make any bones about it i i have my slip-ups seemingly almost every day i feel like i do maybe somebody might look from the outside and say no you don't but there's times like almost every day i'm like god i i overate too much or i'm picking too much or you know i don't even eat i don't even believe in eating robotically like have your salad and your grilled chicken like that's boring like it yeah. still has to be enjoyable, but don't get me wrong. There's plenty of times where like, again, I used to be super heavy. So those food issues, it's an, it's an addiction. It's like, like anything else. And food is the easiest addiction in my uh, opinion. Cause you don't have to know a dealer. You don't have to go to mm-hmm. a black market. Yeah. You can yeah. just go. I used to hoard food in my room to hide it from my mom. And, oh, you know, man. like, so it's like you can, anybody can get it. You go to the grocery store and the, the best stuff is, usually eye and chest level yep. so it's like yep. and you're at the 
the whatever the checkout and they don't sell you like the bag of nuts it's like the Reese's and the Hershey and this and that I have plenty of times where it might be a Tuesday night and I'm like why did I eat that you know like (laughs) emotionally eating whether it's a good or bad celebration or you know being upset or something so no I have those struggles all the time definitely definitely I could I could definitely I could definitely relate <laughs> for sure. Um, do you have any, uh, let's say, like hobbies or secret talents that fans wouldn't know that you have? Um, I mean, hobbies, I'm a gym rat. I, 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 it's not because I have to do it. I genuinely uh-huh. love going to the gym. Um, I, I even like, even though I have the studio, I work out at retro. I just like the change of scenery, yeah. um, not for the people, but just like being in different environments. Um, so, I mean, that's like a main hobby that I do to an extent almost every day. Um, but I mean, like, I love, like, I love collecting. Like today after work, after I was on the studio, I just went to GameStop just to see what they have. Yeah. And I called one of my best buddies, he used to wrestle Chris Payne, we talk almost every day. I'm like, all right, I face, I'm like, what's, what Star Wars Black Series do you need? Yeah. Or I'm like, all right, do you see the Funkos? Do you need that? Like, so collecting, um, even if I don't get anything, like I love going to the toy shows or the card and mm-hmm. comic stuff and just looking. So I love that. Um, my, my animals are a, a hobby. Um, you know, every night, like this is the setup. Like, yeah. I, I will definitely say if I'm egotistical about anything, it's knowing I take good care of them. Not many people are setting up play pens. Yeah, like some people just put them in the balls and like that's it, or they keep them in the cage. That's why mm-hmm. people tell me, oh, my friend owned hamsters and they smelled. I'm like, no, they don't smell. Your friend probably never took them out of the cage, or once every other day they did. Yeah, yeah a good hamster owner, they need to come out. Um, hit, you know, hobbies. I used to, when I was at my previous gym, I got addicted to racquetball. Um, wow. There's not, <laughs> there's not many courts. I used to play baseball when I was younger. Did a year of soccer, but um racquetball i picked up but there's no courts around here really um or i would be doing that probably a lot um now hidden talents not all not across the board but there are, are there's like i fancy myself to be a pretty decent singer depending on the song yeah. so i don't know i i'm not going to put on mariah carey and be able to hit some awesome high note but a song that I know I could sing well, and anybody who knows me that's watching this knows what's coming that I can can nail is uh, "You're Welcome" by The Rock. Yeah. So I just <laughs> from Moana, I I just got it. I just got as if I bought her. I just uh, had a, my niece was just born two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, my congratulations! First, thank you. My first niece or nephew. She's cute. Thank God. Um, Cause that would be hard to, cause that would be hard to lie to my own sister that her baby's ugly. Um, but Man. I like, I, I know all the words to it, you know, and I'm like, I can't wait to sing this to her. And I'm like, also because I can nail those notes. Like, I don't know why, like certain, like, I don't know, like Michael Buble songs, like those crooner, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm saying, I'm like, I, I think I'm pretty good at this. Uh, you know, I think I'm actually pretty decent at like this song or that song. When people say I'm a good singer, I'm like, well, across the board? I'm like, I don't know. That's a big array. If you could sing Jimi Hendrix, Lady Gaga, and Andre 3000 all really well. 
So I yeah. feel like there's certain songs that I get into that I think singing. I, and I have been told, not as somebody trying to kiss my ass, I have heard over the years, like, hey, you're not, you know, it's hey, you're pretty, you know, you got, you got a decent voice. So I'm like, yeah, all right. You know, so I, it's also come because of some feedback. So, yeah, got yeah. you, got you. All right, cool, cool. That's good. That's that's good to know. Um, I like this. I'll, I'll wrap it up with this question. Advice. I know you just said you, you hate giving advice, but someone who, who's new, who's watching this, that decides, hey, you know, I want to become a wrestler. What is that advice that you give to them? Or what is the advice you even you give to yourself looking back when you first started, what is that advice to that, that new kid that's, that wants to start out? What are you telling them? Uh, be open, which is a, a very general statement, but that covers, I feel like a lot of areas. So like, no matter how far along you get, be open mm -hmm. to getting torn down. So a lot of guys, and I, I made this mistake for a while, get stuck in, and girls, whatever guys, girls, all of them get stuck in a rut sometimes of working uh, the same places or the same kinds of places yeah. or the same kinds of workers. And that ends up filling them up with thinking that they're really good at what they do. And then, you know, like you work a match with um, like a bull James mm -hmm. and then he's picking apart things and you're like, Oh, okay. Like, like be open. Like I want somebody to tear down my match. I send a lot of my matches to this day uh, to Danny, to Moth, and mm -hmm. he'll call me back and he'll send me a breakdown. Not sending a testicle. It's not like a laundry list. It's like one or two things, but it's like, that's what I want. Like, I'm like, I don't care. Like, and then when I say eight years, like, I don't even mean that to even sound like a long time. Like eight years sounds like a long time in certain things. But to me, it's like, I say just eight years, yeah. you know, compared to guys that have been doing this 20, 25 years and they're still in their prime. Um, so it's open at all levels because it like wrestling just keeps evolving as well. And it keeps evolving based on how far you get because mm -hmm. you doing a practice match and then doing a show and then doing a show in a, whatever, like a, in a bigger arena and then maybe getting a dark match and then, you know, working a tell, like it just keeps evolving. You have to be open at all levels on yeah. how to adapt and not have the ego of, thinking you know it all like um so i think being open at all levels and i think being a fan as much as possible i feel like guy, guys and girls get like jaded sometimes mm -hmm. to where it's almost like like they get like super critical and like picky like people like are like oh don't watch uh nxt or AEW. it's all it's all high spots uh what mm -hmm. you should do is just watch the eighties, watch these guys work a hold. but guess what? We don't work holds for five minutes anymore. Yeah. So I love those matches respect to them, but I, I can't just watch Randy and Ricky all the time. I yeah. also need to see, and I know it's going to be sacrilege to some people. I also need to see what Apollo Cruz and Baron Corbin are doing, yeah. because even if I'm not going to do the moves Apollo's doing, and I'm not going to wrestle the way Baron is, maybe like they're doing something like they're under you know the the tutelage of the producer and like mm -hmm. you know that producer is working for vince everything's being passed down so it's like everything is a byproduct of those people as well it's not just mm -hmm. apollo and baron corbin you know what i mean it's also 
it's like they're doing it and it was approved by this person and this person put them on the card in this spot and they're serving this purpose yeah. and it, to me it's being open to on all levels it's like don't get all fancy and just start watching japan because now you're a wrestler and you want to do strong style you know mm -hmm. what i mean like watch it like watch it all like watch nxt like don't even just watch the guys who like you know i'm i'm like five nine uh, so i do watch guys that are closer to my size my stature and my style but mm -hmm. i'm i'm still gonna watch undertaker and kane because maybe there's just a look one might give and i was like that's awesome you know what i mean yeah. i may not yeah. be doing a big boot or stealing big man psychology but it could just be the way that kane turns his head like that's the most awesome thing ever like when mm -hmm. kane would have the mask on he would just flick his head to the side like yeah. when somebody would be cutting a promo like little things like that you're like whoa that's really cool i like that like or just the way that they sit up or they just they warm up for the choke slam there's just little things you'd be like oh i, I should do something like that mm -hmm. like marty uh Skrull gets such a big reaction he just twirls around and yells out chicken wing you know yeah. what i mean like <laughs> all this stuff like there's something to be taken and i know i'm going long-winded but i think the other important thing too is um i always heard that dusty Rhodes was big on this and that is watching uh like other stuff like uh, movies and shows and taking stuff from there um mm. so there's a lot of times like i'll watch like movies and whatnot and there's stuff that i'm trying to steal from characters there um yeah. i ditched my old ring coat that says nikos on the back because one day i cosplayed wrestled as bane and i have a bane coat because i'm psychotic and i bought a replica and Ever, and then I, I started where I'm looking at it. That's why I'm nodding. Um, now I wear it to the ring and I feel more in charge and just in the coat. Like, mm -hmm. even though it doesn't have the Greek flag on it, it's just the Bane coat. There's something about it that makes me feel more, I don't know, like in tune with my character. There's something like that brings out a different side just by wearing the coat. Mm -hmm. And of course, where did I see that coat in the Dark Knight Rises? So mm -hmm. stuff like that. When I, I did a seminar with Kenny Omega, and he was saying the same thing years ago. That seminar is actually available on YouTube. I don't know if the whole thing is, but um, he was saying that he watches. Um, I, I think the, my, I asked the question, but what do you watch besides wrestling? And uh, he even said, he's like, uh, he actually says he's, he's, I don't know, whatever. It's not, I don't think it's, it's on YouTube. So it's, it can't be a big secret. Yeah. Um, he has taken, I'll say motivation and inspiration. He said from Batman, the animated series. And mm -hmm. When I talked to him, he's like, I'm not surprised you're asking that because I forgot I was wearing a big Batman Under Armour. Um, and then he even said, I was like, what's your favorite episode? And he revealed like his favorite episode, which mm -hmm. is almost al almost got him, which is his favorite. Um, but like he even said, he's like, you know, the characters, they make crazy facials. And that's a cartoon. And that mm -hmm. he reminded me like, oh, yeah, like not just movies. I might be able to watch something like that and just the way they make you know, Joker reacts to something, or maybe it's the way that just Kevin Conroy says something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I wanna hit that note the way that he did in the next promo that I do. Like I watch, I've been watching Dare to, uh, the Marvel Netflix series, mm -hmm. and I am like obsessed with Willie, William D'Onofrio or Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, how can I, like he's in charge, but he speaks like he can't speak like he's kind of like 
he was gritting his teeth the whole time. And he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's, I'm like, oh, look at his face. Like, he's not just, I love Michael Clark Duncan, but he was like large and in charge. D'Onofrio's kind of like, he's struggling. Yeah. And even though he's like this, he's like, just, he's still the kid inside as they show him the, even his like, I, I got obsessed with, uh, I know I'm going off here, but his, uh, his, his assistant, Wesley, I don't yeah, know if you yeah. watched the show. Yeah, I'm, awesome, like, yeah. I'm like that guy. I was like, watch, people are going to, if people look back, they'll be like, oh yeah, he's stealing from Wesley. I love the way Wesley talks. I, I rewound scenes with him because I'm like, he's such a dick. I'm like, he's got this way of talking. He never yells and he's always furrowing his brow. Like I'm watching his face. I'm like, I like his delivery. I was yeah. like, there's something I'm like, this guy's got the, like Sam Rockwell, Justin Hammer. He's such a dick in Iron Man 2. Mm -hmm. And even in Charlie's Angels, he's like smoking and spinning around and dancing. And he's like a killer. I'm like, this is genius. Justin Hammer. I mean, that guy's mm -hmm. an asshole, but he's also like got this like funniness to him. I'm like, mm -hmm. I love that mixture. So I see stuff like that. I'm like, what can I pick from that? So in a very long uh, roundabout answer, it's, watching content like that because I, I probably got more excited to talk about that than i i did the wrestling stuff um, <laughs> yeah for sure so dusty Rhodes was big on that apparently dusty Rhodes apparently used to say watch movies watch television and steal from the characters dusty loved westerns so mm -hmm. you know that he stole from westerns and whatnot midnight uh, i'm blanking on his gimmick name it's the midnight rider yeah um, midnight rider yep yeah it's all like come on he was watching like all the was it john wayne and whatnot like those kinds of things that's what he was about where do you think that stuff came from like that whole talking jive the way that he spoke he mm -hmm. didn't look like that voice should come out of him you know <laughs> that's a fact that's definitely yeah. a fact. no that's that's definitely that's that's definitely a good way and um you know when when you're passionate about something to you know, use all aspects of your life to learn something, to master that craft yeah. that you want to, you know, perfect. And I think that's that's a good way to look at it. Definitely, yeah, the character thing, that's like, it's like, it's so smart to do. And it's like, there's so, we, we watch TV so much and we see so many uh, villains or good guys and, you know, guys, even growing up, you, we watched a lot of people that we were like, yo, I want to be like that person. I want to do what right. they do. So, you know, it's good. Wrestling is the, is the perfect profession to steal from that and to help create who you want to be. It's, it's, it's amazing. And then when you do that, you'll feel comfortable because it's like, I always wanted to be this anyway. Right. So it's like, now I get to portray this in the ring. And I, I, it's, a, it's a great, great connection of, of putting all your worlds together. I, I, that's pretty dope. People forget it's, it's I mean, first and foremost, it, it is active. Mm -hmm. So, like yeah it's physical it hurts i've gotten injured plenty of times but like first and foremost right through the curtain and right back out it's acting so yeah. like i once heard william regal on a podcast say he would people watch and he would look at somebody in the airport who was pissing him off for no reason but then he'd say to himself why is he bothering me right now and then he would dissect that and try to figure out how to bring it back to him yeah. he'd be like i'd be looking at a guy he's his face or his demeanor yeah. and he's like why is he bothering me like why is he getting under my skin and i don't know this individual and regal mm -hmm. took that in and i was like that's mm -hmm. genius like even regal like his run in 09 his 
face. The face, yeah. And just he messed his hair up. He stopped styling it nicely. Mm -hmm. Genius. He reminded me of Uncle Scar. Like mm -hmm. just this just royal, you know, even Uncle Scar. Like I love the way that Jeffrey Irons, Jeremy, Jeffrey, um, just his voice, you know, it's just so extravagant, mm -hmm. you know, like you hear him, you go, that guy's if you close your eyes, like that guy's an asshole. Yeah. You're like, yeah. that's the goal of wrestling. If you close your eyes and listen to the promo, I want you to know right away, like that guy's okay. He's I could just hear it in his voice. He doesn't have to say, I'm gonna beat you up. Like I can hear it. He's a dick. You know, yep. he's a dick. right away. When the rock cut promos originally you're like, that guy's a dick, you know, or like yep. Eli Drake is really good at it. You're like, wow, that yeah. Guy's, yeah. Like that guy, they're LA Knight now. You're like, wow, that guy's cocky. And you you barely get 10 seconds into his promo and you know immediately what he is. So yep. no, yeah. definitely true. Definitely true. Um, Nico's, uh, I know we, we spent a lot of time talking, uh, I just want to say first, I want to say I really appreciate you taking out the time and, uh, you know, us getting this scheduled and, you know, reconnecting after all these years, <laughs> you know, talking again. It's definitely a pleasure to have you on. Thank you once again, man. I appreciate it. So it's a pleasure. I'll be happy to come on anytime. Definitely. And uh, for fans who want to follow you, follow the journey, see all the amazing things that you're doing, uh, how would they be able to connect with you on social media? Uh, Facebook is under Nikos Rikos, N-I-K-O-S, R-I-K-O-S. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is the same thing. It's at uh, OPA, O-P-A, underscore, and then my name, Nikos Rikos. Um, so, yeah, whether it's wrestling or you brought up the training, which I appreciate, you can contact me there. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, which is under construction because I'm very lazy with YouTube. Um, in fact, my friend Jay, Jay Enterprise, um, who's one of my best friends out of the ring. We talk almost daily on the phone. Um, and uh, he's pushing me because he's he's officially a paid YouTuber. He's working his way up. Nice. Nice. So he's obsessed with it. So he's always getting on me. He's like, made content. You know, he he filmed the pretzel thing and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he did it here. Um, we're going to do more filming because we're going to watch Snyder Cut here. So we're going to like, whatever, reactions. Sounds yeah, stupid to say. That, like who cares but when <laughs> no, i get my, people love it people love it <laughs> when i get my monthly uh hamster box which i i just said hamster box um it's the only box i subscribe to i get like a, a monthly thing of goodies for them he always tells me he goes don't open it he's like film it i'm like oh yeah that's right like yeah he's yeah. like reminding me i'm like who's watching he goes, just do it just do it he's like you never know he's like gotta start somewhere i'm like yeah it's true i'm a trainer and you're telling me you gotta start somewhere so duh so YouTube, Nikos Rikos, there's matches up there. There's some a little along the way. There's an unboxing or two. I have mm -hmm. to work on it, but that's under construction. So definitely, man. Yeah, well, I, I would love to see that, man. You know, the thing with you is it's so interesting because like you have so many interests that, you know, like the average fan would have that they wouldn't actually connect with wrestling. So right. it's just like, oh man, or they like, yeah, Nico, he likes. Batman, he likes comics just like I do. He collects right. just like I do. He likes animals just like I. I think that would be like totally amazing. I think it's a great idea. You should definitely hey, go in on it. You guys are living. I mean, you guys, you and Andrew are living proof. Not to brown nose like, but you know, you guys are living proof of starting somewhere. You said I was number eight. Now I'm what 185, and yeah. I've seen the guests you guys have had on, and I'm like, oh wow. I'm like, they're yeah. getting, they're getting more than just. And I don't mean it's in a bad way. They're getting more than just indie wrestlers 
mm-hmm. or you know like they're getting like names like yeah. other names you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i'm like good for them i'm like i see i see you guys a lot of shows like andrew I, he stopped one day just asked me for a quick like one minute thing like i'm mm-hmm. like all right he's still like in in the mode of yeah know, work and whatnot so no obviously <laughs> yeah. the, the uh, proof is in the pudding with you guys as well so yeah definitely definitely but once again Make sure you guys follow Nichols Riggles. Check out all the amazing things that he's doing. Uh, he's definitely one of the guys I believe we're going to be seeing on TV a lot coming up. Uh, definitely wish you a lot of success with that. Um, for us, you can definitely follow us at Wrestling IQ 101 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. And for this episode, it's Derek, it's Nico Ricos, and we are out.